Dave Fanning on 2FM. But right now, it's been an eventful two weeks for Elon Musk and the staff at Twitter. Since his takeover of the social media site, we've had layoffs, rehires, resignations and a whole load of confusion about the blue tick. So to recap and explain all the main happenings at the platform over the past week or so, I'm joined by Lee McGarren from Silicon Republic. Lee, you're very welcome back to the programme. How are you this morning? Hi, Dave. Keeping very well. Wait, did, did I just say this morning? This afternoon, sorry. It's 11 this minutes afternoon. past one. Yeah, right, <laughs> indeed. Um, so tell us, let's start by looking at what happened in the last two weeks. I mean, give us a summary of the major layoffs that have occurred. Well, to summarise, um, the second Elon Musk, now owner of Twitter, after many months of confusion whether or not he would end up owning the company, um, immediately went into mass layoffs. So the numbers were sort of shaky. Um the communication was poor, but overall, it was said that he was cutting roughly half of the global workforce. Um, there's estimates that it's more, there's estimates that it's less, but um, there's around 7,500 employees total. He was going to cut half. Um, I mean, like, very suddenly through email, which uh, definitely caught a lot yeah, of people off. Yeah. And he's coming into his third week as owning um, Twitter, but he's talking about bankruptcy isn't out of the question. Yeah, so he's, uh, again, it's been quite a shake-up. After firing a bunch of people, there's rumours that he's been asking um, certain people to come back. They made some mistakes, certain people were more valuable than they realised. And in a recent call with staff, he's um, said some of that. Bankruptcy is not out of the question, which um, is not a great thing to be saying, particularly for a company that is um, so reliant on its public image and advertising. Most of Twitter's revenue comes from advertising, and that has taken quite a hit in the last few years. And he's talking about the fact that it needs subscription revenue. Is that is that what's going to happen? This is what he's been pushing. Now, the subscription model has been, um, there's no other word to put it, it's been absolute chaos. It's been, he was originally going to charge people $20 a month for, to be verified on Twitter. So people who don't know, people can be, can submit their ID and be verified on Twitter to show they are legitimate individuals. Useful for celebrities, public figures, brands, that kind of thing. Um, he was going to charge $20. He changed that to $8 a month. Um, and it immediately, once it was introduced, caused a bunch of impersonation accounts. People would pay yeah. to impersonate actual brands. And it's already been removed. So it's currently a complete state of flux. We don't know if it's going to re- be retained. We don't know which features are staying, which ones are not. It's um, it, There's a lot of commotion on Twitter. Yeah. Right <laughs> and he brought in two people, kind of brought two people forward to sort of talk with advertisers and to get it all right. And they went within a day or two. So look, let's talk about Stripe. What's happening there? Well, Stripe is, again, has been a bit of a hit in the tech sector. Um, and this has been predicted for a while now. Just, you know, reduced economic headwinds, the economy slowing down, issues in advertising. So Stripe uh, made the decision they're going to reduce their staff by 14%. So that's around over 1,000 employees. Um, and that's due to inflation, energy shocks, um, that kind of thing. So they've made that announcement. That's also impacting Irish staff as well. They obviously employ a few hundred people in a in Ireland. So not a good time for Stripe. And then also um, just this week, Meta, the owner of Facebook, has announced they're doing the same thing. So they're cutting around 11,000 of their staff members, around 13% from what I remember. Um, and it's trying to make the company more efficient. So it's just um, a crunch in the tech sector due to economic issues. Okay, but the crunch, I mean, like, you know, people often talk about this as a bubble and you know what happens to bubbles? They burst. So is it, it, the wider issue, is it bursting? Has it burst? Well, this is the thing. It's hard. I mean, look, there is there is economic issues and it's hitting some of the big tech brands first. Um, it's hard to say how much has hit them or how much they're preparing for the future. But, you know, there's rising energy costs. These companies are getting hits and um, some of them have expanded very aggressively in recent years as well. Um, not to forget as well, like Stripe has grown 
very quickly. And also Meta has made some very big changes in themselves. They've been focused on the metaverse. And they've taken a massive hit in their income trying to focus on uh, metaverse technology. So, you know, will it hit other companies? Quite possibly. Other big brands like Google and Microsoft have um, had bad uh, quarterly reports recently. Mm. And that's, again, due to economic issues. So we could be seeing the, um, they are seeing some impacts from some of the big tech companies and it could persist. Okay, well, Twitter by far has been getting the majority of the attention because of their commander-in-chief's actions since the layoff announcement, which have really been all over the place by the looks of it. Day to day, it just changes. So just some of the things that have happened over the last week. I mean, changes, first of all, to Twitter's verification system. Tell me about that. What is the thing? I mean, personally speaking, I, I think the measures he's been taking were perfect if, he, if his goal is to destabilize Twitter. Um, again, their, adver- their revenue comes from advertising. Trying to get $8 a month for people to be verified, it's a drop in the ocean um, income-wise. If every single verified user ended up paying, um, which isn't going to happen, but if they did, he would make the money back that he spent on Twitter. He spent $44 billion total to buy this company. Um, so again, the verification system has been rather chaotic. There was risks and concerns that there'd be impersonation accounts and people wouldn't be able to tell who's actually verified and who's just paid for this yeah. tick. So they introduced them um, an extra label. This was the a grey official label. This was thrown onto select accounts, which you know, you know, sort of legacy brands, just to show, okay, this is the legitimate social media of that brand. Within hours, it was uh, removed. Uh, Elon Musk tweeted saying, "Oh, I just killed that. I got rid of it." Which are, which shows commotion within the company. Certain staff are trying to introduce new features. He's immediately removing them. Um, the next day, the official label came back and was brought back on certain pages. Um, and again, once the blue tick verification came out and people were able to pay for verification, there was a mass of um, fake accounts impersonating big brands. And some of them were very devastating. Um, there's one pharmaceutical giant, um, Eli Lilly, and a fake impersonation account with the verification mark came on and said, oh, we just announced them. Insulin is now free. And Eli Lilly, the legitimate Twitter page, had to apologize for this. And their stock market and their... They've lost a lot of money as a result of this. Their stock has plummeted recently. Um, it's oh. unclear how much they've lost, but that's a dire- that appears to be a direct impact of an impersonation account drawing a negative attention to this. Yeah, company. and one person used the new subscription system to get verified as a Nintendo US Twitter account, and this impersonation account then posted multiple offensive images and videos. So how can you spot an impersonating account? Well, this is a tricky thing. I mean, honestly, there are certain ways, but with... Twitter being in such a state of flux, it's honestly very difficult. For some cases, one thing is the actual name of the company. Like, they'll be called, you know, Nintendo US. But when you look at the actual Ash name, it will be something kind of strange. They won't, they might necessarily have the official name. If you go onto their account and you click the blue tick, you'll be able to see if they were verified in the past through the, you know, the original verification system or if they've just paid for the subscription. Um, that doesn't work in every case, however, because, again, some legacy brands did pay for the subscription. Um, and also now Twitter Blue, this new subscription, doesn't appear to exist anymore. It's been revoked. So we really don't know how the best way. If ever in doubt, the best way is for now to go onto a, so- a brand's actual Web page and see what their social media links are there. OK, and one and of the other that- things in these mad two weeks, Twitter has asked some fired workers to come back. That's it. Well, they again, they fired... Over half their workforce, it seems, very, very quickly. Um, and they asked managers to, you know, make the decision very rapidly. 
made some mistakes along the way, which honestly, with the speed of which they fired so many people, it's not surprising. So they asked people to come back, you know, certain management people who were being kind of resigned have been asked to come back. Um, it appears to have been absolute chaos within the company. In, and then, layoffs, then all of this, yeah, the uncertainty word comes into it here. So advertisers have started to withdraw. This is it. I mean, again, there's a couple of um, large advertising companies, sort of middlemen between big brands and groups like Twitter. And they have outright told brands that they should probably avoid paid advertising on Twitter right now because it's an unstable landscape. Um, and that's, that's very unsurprising. I mean, the use of certain slur words and offensive words um, shot up once Elon Musk came into power. This links this is linked to the fact he's um as he calls himself a free speech absolutist. Um mm. and you know on one side free speech has its benefits. On the other side, some people use this idea as pushing hate speech, divisive things. Oh I finally get to say what I want to say. So that combined with the commotion some of his decisions have caused, lots of brands are pulling out. General Motors, United Airlines, General Mills, there's a big wave of companies that have um pulled their advertising. Yes. So, I mean, like, he's also recently like, spoken to advertisers. He had a meeting, and apparently, um, there's reports that it did not go well. Right, indeed, as I said earlier, the two people he brought forward to actually talk to advertisers, uh, they're not no longer there. Anyway, um, anyway um, this business of remote working, which seems to work for so many companies now since the pandemic and all the rest, and it's just a new way of doing so and all the rest, and we thought it would here too. Um, is this the first email he says, right, that's it, 40 hours a week in the office, or you're gone? This is it. Elon Musk has very much been outspoken against remote working. Now, again, remote work has been very successful. It doesn't work for every job, but nope. for, particularly for tech companies, you know, if, if they're still able to meet productivity, then, you know, the, the job, the work is still being done. Um, he's very much against remote work. He essentially says to people, yeah, if you can't come into the office 40 hours a week, I'll take your resignation. You can leave. So in his first actual official email to Twitter employees recently, he removed remote work. He's making, you know, 40 hours a week in the office or nothing. Um, there's even rumours he's removing free food that they used to have in the office. Um, very strange cost-cutting measures. They used to have um, a like a one day off a month that was a measure that Twitter introduced, and he immediately removed that from everyone's calendar. So um, yeah, he's uh, he's cutting certain benefits. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the face of it all is Elon Musk, and everybody knows who he is and knows what he looks like as well. But I mean, one of the people who've been kind of a public-facing figure, if you like, for the company since Musk's takeover is Yoel Roth, and he has now got the word "former" to the job description on his Twitter page. Yeah, that's it. He seemed to quietly leave. Now, again, um, once Elon Musk came in, he sort of did a call of some of the top executives in the company, CEO, for example, and um, and on top of that as well as getting rid of some of its top management, other managers started to resign. Yoel Roth was the trust and safety head for Twitter. And um, yeah, the last couple of weeks, he's been one of the public figures. He's definitely been speaking to sort of, you know, manage fears from uh, both staff and Twitter users. He's been very active in that regard. Well, yeah, he's um, quietly resigned recently. Now he's just former on his description page. And um, they've lost their chief privacy officer, Damien Kieran. Um, he's updated his Twitter bio similarly, just saying former. The chief compliance officer has resigned as well. Um, there's a wave of top executives leaving. So okay, that's top executives. Right, that's top executives. Top exec and then a lot oh, of top workers could be gone too, even with it would like not be their choice. So what about users? Are users really leaving Twitter? This is honestly unclear, and this is the thing. Now, Twitter, back when it was a public company, would reveal its, um, its monthly users. We're not 
going to get that in the future while Elon Musk owns it. It's now a private company. So all we really have to go by is what Elon Musk has online. According to him, the numbers haven't been higher. Um, there's no real way to see if that's true. I would say the numbers probably still are high, but probably not for the reasons he is saying. It's been some, I mean, the, the chaos is quite entertaining, personally speaking. But uh, it's hard to know how the numbers are doing. Twitter's communications department is also shut. But what is clear is that other social media platforms are benefiting. So there's smaller platforms like this one, Mastodon, everyone's been talking about. Mm. And that's gotten a lot of sign-ups um, since Elon Musk has joined Twitter. Intr- uh, yeah, absolutely. So what exactly is Mastodon? How does it work? Well, it's basically, from my experience, all open source um, version of Twitter. You know, it's trying to be the alternative one and remove some of the, some of the issues people have with mainstream social media. There's no algorithms on the platform. Decentralized, there's different servers, I guess I would say, not just one massive page. People can go onto a certain server that will benefit them. So there's an Irish server, there's servers by certain topics, that kind of thing. Um, it has sort of, it has a lot of similarities to Twitter. It's a much, much smaller website, and it's unclear how they're going to be able to handle a big influx of people. Currently, they have, I think it's around 1 million users probably daily. Now, that's unclear, but they've definitely benefited from people leaving Twitter. A lot of users are publicly saying that they are switching from Twitter to Mastodon. So it could become a contender in the future. Right, indeed. Well, listen, we might leave it there because even though I had a few other bits to go on, the, the line's getting very dodgy indeed, Lee. So that's Lee McGarren from Silicon Republic. Thanks a million for talking to us today. And of course, there's other ones as well, um, like there's Discord and Counter Social and LinkedIn and Reddit and Co-host and Tumblr and what do you call it? Jimmy Wales's um, WT Social. WT Social, The Wikipedia yes. founder, etc. Yeah. So we'll just have to see how this all pans out. Lee, listen, thanks a million for talking with us on the programme today. Come on, take it easy. Thanks very much. Thank you, Dave. Dave Fanning on 2FM.